Welcome to the Boom Boom Performance Podcast, your resource for science-based training and nutrition, data-driven coaching, and education-focused content. Before we get into this podcast, I just want to say thank you for taking the time to listen and learn with me so that you can apply what you are about to learn, take my strategies, use these tools, and finally have some serious methods to see sustainable success with your physique, your mind, and your life. This podcast was built on the foundation of applied education, and I'm excited for you to be here so you can have that experience with me. Now, without any further ado, let's get on to the show. Today, I'm going to share my nine-year journey through fitness. So we're actually going to start by why I even got into training in the first place, not career-related, but just, just for myself personally. And we're going to kind of take you year by year through the through the almost decade of my training and what I did, what kind of programs I did, how those programs changed over time, what my thought processes were at the time and what they are now, and the lessons I took away from it so you guys can learn a little bit more and just have an insight from me personally of what I've done with my body over the last nine years to get where it is today. So I hope you guys like this episode. It was a really fun one for us to just kind of casually do about my story. Um, if you liked the episode, make sure you do me a huge favor. Leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. And then last but not least, take a screenshot of this episode, head over to Instagram, post it on your story, and tag myself at Cody.BoomBoom so I can thank you for listening and I can share it on my story as well. Without any further ado, let's get on to the episode. So Cody and I were talking and... For today, we decided we are going to do an episode on uh, Cody's fitness journey. So over the last eight to nine years since he started um, getting into fitness. And so, yeah, let's um, let's get right into it. I just want you to start off by talking about why. Why did you even start getting into fitness? What intrigued you? What what started it all? It's crazy. It was nine years ago. Um, almost a decade of training. Um weight loss is like the the general umbrella yeah the thing yeah. that got me to do it but um a combination of that and just feeling really unathletic um i was never while, while playing sports well i was never like super athletic i was never the star player on anything you know but i was always good enough to make varsity like yep. i was good enough to play um but i was never the fastest never the leading scorer never the strongest never anything i just played yep. and it was always because I was like always slightly chubby. And then I had that knee injury junior year, tore my meniscus, had surgery, came back senior year, tore my ACL on the same knee. And that was when I was just like, holy shit, dude. Like, Do you, do you actually, I, and I'm not, I've never heard you say this or anything, but do you think the majority <clears throat> of the knee tear was because of weight? No. Okay. No, no, no. Okay. Um, it, that, happens to, it happens to a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. That was, it was purely from a, uh, like I was, I had weak, I believe I had weak, uh, tendons and ligaments cause I never lifted weights, which that's one of the helpful things about lifting weights, mm-hmm. strengthening your bones, your joints, your tendons, your ligaments. Um, I had horrible mobility cause yeah. I never did yoga. I never did mobility. I never did stretching. I never did anything. I literally like all I did was play soccer, go to soccer practice and skateboard. I never participated in weights at school. I never, lifted with friends like I just never did anything um and so like when I tore my meniscus like going through rehab and trying to exercise was hard and then tearing it again was just like kind of a wake-up call like dude like you're really out of shape like not only are you overweight now and you gain more weight because of the injury and just being lazy at when you get you're on crutches and you're just snacking and not moving you just gain weight yeah 
and but you you also just you are just unathletic like you just can't and i even this goes back to like i remember in fourth grade i went because i went to hedden i don't i don't know if hedden was around when you were you went to endeavor right i did so i went to endeavor in third grade i was endeavor in third grade you would have been in fifth grade no, I know it wasn't because I went there in fourth grade when they opened, and okay. you went to SLMS that okay. year because my brother did too. That makes sense. Um, and I remember having – like back then we actually had a, a pull-up test. Like you actually had to do yeah. like a pull-up test in PE. I couldn't do a single fucking pull-up. Yeah. And, and like well, – it, it wasn't like a pass-fail test. It was like if you – at the beginning if you can do one, at the end of the quarter you better be able to do three. I remember repeatedly being embarrassed that like I was the yeah. only one of my friends that couldn't do a pull-up. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? And then like the mile test and thing like – Yep. So, like, I think just, like, that kind of accumulated over time. And when I was 18, I graduated high school at 17. So, 17, like, that summer, basically, we graduated. Um, I'm not on crutches anymore, but I'm definitely heavier than I've been. And I had, like, three months with my friends before a lot of them went off to college. And we just partied and just drank and just ate. And I just didn't take care of my body. And I gained more weight. And then they all left to go play college ball and do things. And I'm like... Okay. <laughs> now what? So I'm 18 now. I uh, just turned 18. I'm going to community college for business. Um, and I'm fat. <laughs> I'm fat and sweaty all the time. And I'm like, fuck, like I got to do something. So I, I literally was like, I'm just going to, I'm going to start. Like I just yeah. got to start. And, and for me, it was like, I just want to lose weight. So at the time it was dieting in unhealthy ways and whatever you could do to get that goal cardio yeah that's it because because when you don't know anything uh and this is why like i'm empathetic to a lot of people that come on board with us at first you think like what burns the most calories cardio i'm just gonna do cardio now like indirectly strength training is much better for fat loss but there's a bunch of like because of xyz 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 uh but if you just look at like the front view like what's better for fat loss you're probably gonna think cardio so i just started doing cardio um so uh, explain what what cardio at eighteen years old did you do? Fuck, I can't even I can't remember a hundred percent, but yeah. I I think like I honestly think it started with more like uh like circuits like circuits at home or something like not P ninety X but something like that like yeah. I think I did something like that and it didn't really work because it's not just like I mean you you used to the soccer fields and not why not run the track yeah you know. I don't know, cause my knee, like it was oh, hard to run, yeah. you know. So like, so I started doing these circuits and like walking and shit like that. It didn't really work, cause I couldn't stay consistent. So then I got a gym membership, um, and I would go at night, and it was just like th- at that point, boot camps were a really big thing. So okay. it was like, okay, the best way to lose fat is to pick like ten exercises, go as fast as you fucking can, and try to get your heart rate through the roof. Not a smart idea, but I just was like, that's just what you do, circuits. So I started just doing circuit training, high-intensity boot camp style, like um, every day of the week, like literally five or six days a week, just that's all I did. And I just dieted. Um, And that actually worked for a really long time because I had weight to lose and I was completely inexperienced, so anything was going to work. Yeah, results Uh, were going to happen. Yeah, so I just started there, man. I just started doing a ton of just – just like think of – like people listening, think of like – a boot camp class you get on Groupon or Orange Theory Fitness. I wasn't in those classes uh, because I didn't want to be around other people. I was kind of embarrassed at the time, but I just took those type of workouts mm-hmm. and I would just do them by myself. And that was like my introduction into like sweating. For sure. In the uh, gym. <laughs> in the gym. I was going to say, you were like, I'm fat and sweaty. Yeah. But not because of working out. Um, But yeah. And then, and then I think like, 
so I went from doing that, and then I started going into the uh, school gym at Highline Community College, and uh, that's when I ran into Tim, and Tim is the director of the fitness program, Um, extremely smart dude. I'm actually speaking in their class on Zoom because COVID uh, next week or the week after, Um, but uh, and you came with me before when we smoked and filmed it, but um, essentially I met him, and he was like, like I can show you a like a better way to rehab your knee. Cause I was still wearing a knee brace at the time. Cause I was still worried about hurting it. And I was doing some, I started playing with machines. So at that point I, I opened up a bodybuilding magazine. So I'm from doing boot camps. I lost a good amount of weight. I was probably down like 30 pounds at that point. I still had about like 20 pounds to lose probably. And I was like, okay, like let me start looking into the weeds of shit. And like bodybuilders were shredded. So obviously they knew what the hell they were doing. Picked up a magazine because back then you literally would just get magazines. Yeah. And hold on, I just have a question. When did your um, thought process or goals go from just wanting to lose weight to like, okay, now I want to get, I want to be defined. Mm. Like you know, you're at this point, you're like, damn, I just need to get lose some weight. Yeah. You know, just for my own happiness. I, I and it obviously transitioned into like. I actually think it started that way. Like I actually think I literally looked at myself and was like, "I want to get shredded." I want to get shredded. Whoa. Like I literally was like, "I'm gonna get on a stage." Whoa. Like I 100% said that at the very beginning. And if I didn't say it day one, I said it like really early on. Yeah. Um, because I was like, I need an extreme goal to push myself. The the problem was is I didn't know how to do that. So my first steps were not intelligent. It wasn't like, well, let me get a good periodized bodybuilding program and a good like base of macros it was literally like all right i'm eating fruity pebbles like we talked about in the last podcast all the time let me switch to special k yeah. let me eat whole wheat let me change a diet mountain dew it just seems really rare that somebody extremely rare especially you know somebody that goes from you know hanging out and skateboarding and not doing any fitness for 18 years to shit i want to get on stage mm-hmm. you know not even like i said i thought your goal was just to lose some weight yeah you know, normal I'm a, I'm an extremist, I think. So I think like for me, it was like, okay, what's what's the pinnacle of this? Okay. Like, how can I have some kind of like end goal to make sure that like I take it all the way? So and maybe I, it, it, it maybe it had always been inside you, but you didn't obviously have the genetics yeah. or the environment or you know. Yeah. I didn't have the the I didn't have the work ethic or yeah. the self discipline either. But I I always aspired to be some like I always admired like like a physical specimen like an athlete yeah. you know what i mean i think when, maybe when your friends went to college or something then it hits you like damn now it's the time yeah exactly yeah. yeah i had and that that was definitely like i had literally had nothing else to do it's like why not improve yeah um so i started just doing what i could and at the time it was like okay like bodybuilders do cardio to get lean i'm gonna do cardio so i did cardio and i just started trying to eat clean quote unquote eventually i was like okay i need to build muscle because i started losing weight and i lost a good amount of weight but i was skinny fat i was like now I, I, I lost weight, and with my shirt on, like, I look better, but I do not look like I lift whatsoever. I don't look like a man, like what I wanted to look like. So I was like, okay, now I got to lift. So at the time, I, didn't, I wasn't comfortable doing squats or like that. So it was literally like leg extensions, leg curl, chest fly machine, preacher curl machine. It was just, let me get these machines. I'm going to go on a circuit because that's how they used to do it at, like, LA Fitness and stuff. They'd go, all right, you're going to start right here, and there's this row of, of, of machines. Yep. Do 10 to 15 reps and just go through it. Three, four, five times. And you just. At what weight? You don't fucking know back then. You just start <laughs> lifting. Um, there's, but that was like, it was like circuit training. They yeah. built machines and they set them up in certain areas of the gym so that you could just like mm. stand up, go to the next one, sit yeah. down, do it. Stand up, go to the next one, sit down, do it. Which just kind of defeats the purpose of being like really active. Yeah. But so I did that and 
started building a little bit of muscle, I guess, but uh, Tim caught me pretty early on while I was doing that in the Highline gym. It was basically like he saw me doing leg extensions and I had a knee brace on, so he asked me about my knee. And he was like, oh, you, I could probably give you some better exercises than that. That might be putting some bad pressure on it. And I was like – Imagine him being like, why are you doing it that way? You're like, bodybuilder.com told me. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Well, And I just looked at him kind of like, who are you? Like yeah. this old guy that didn't look in shape to me. Um, little did I know he had worked with – I mean, everybody, dude. He was, like, with NFL players, Olympic swimmers, like, knows everybody in the industry. And uh, so he was, like, stop by my class sometime. It's called uh, – I want to say it was functional training. Yeah. It was either functional fitness – no, I think it was functional training. And so I was, like, all right. So I stopped in there, and that's when I, like, was, like, whoa, what are they talking about? I think they, they were doing, like, crawls. Like, there was a baby crawling on the, the screen. There was another thing with, like, a Turkish get-up, which is, like, a crazy movement. I was just, like – fuck is that thing a kettlebell like yeah. what the hell and uh and they weren't popular super popular back then that was like a very like russian old school strength tool back then and uh it's like and 2010 11 2011 11 yeah yep. and uh and then so from there i was like okay let me like see what he does in his gym so i started following him around and then i started getting into like more functional stuff so i was like let me throw a bar on my back let me start bench pressing let me do the like the functional stuff and that's when like shit just catapult i just got super into fitness because that's where your extremist comes yeah because there's just so much to learn yeah. so i was like what do i need to do who do i need to study who do i need to work out with how can i progress this how can i do this um but i wasn't necessarily following any program or anything it was just like i'm just going in the gym and just doing shit and again i was a beginner still i mean this is still a year in but I'm obsessed and anything I do is going to be with intensity and effort and I'm going to get results because I'm, I'm 18 years old, full of testosterone and I'm have newbie gains. And so I was just like, boom, just grow Like my body completely transformed. So I ended up total losing 50 pounds and then I built a little bit of muscle in the process. And once I got down to like 155, I think I was, that's when I was like, I need to put on some size. Um, and then I met Luca. Mm -hmm. So at that point I'm in school um, I'm understanding some of the stuff about training. Um, I hadn't even dove into nutrition yet. It wasn't on my radar. It was just training, training, training. And, uh, I met Luca, he came and spoke class and then I like, I went to his gym and I started interning there and basically it was like, put me through a transformation. And we, we, that's how we started man's formation, um, uh, which was strength camp, which I started with him and we did the transformation challenges every 16 weeks or something like that. And it's basically like a bunch of guys and it's man's formation, transformation yeah. to a man, 61 days. And, uh, I was like the beta. I was like, let's test it out on me. And I think it was, I want to say it was 61 days. So no, I think we did mine a little bit longer. I want to say it was 12 weeks. It was like a 12 week program, but I legit put like 15 pounds of muscle on like a lot. But again, I'm, I'm 18, 19 years old. Yeah. I think I was 19. You're the prime example. Prime example. Perfect yeah. perfect person for a before and after. And we actually have a before and after that we use like a picture of me from high school and then that and I'm like shirtless flexing. Yeah. And I was jacked and it was like, damn, this is wild. And that was my first experience of like, here is a program. Don't stray away from it. Follow it for the next 12 weeks. Because before that it was like, I'll just go in the gym and just do shit. Like, do my biceps hurt by the end of this workout? Yes. Okay, I accomplished something. Like, that was, like, my thought process of effort. Um, but that was the first program I ever followed that was, like, here's what you're doing. This is how you're going to do it. Um, and it was three days a week of full body training and three days a week of conditioning. So I had one day of, like, um, more sustainable stuff. Like, I don't think I was running, but I was doing something, like, I actually think I was doing 20 minutes nonstop of, of sled pulls. 
just just constantly. Ouch. So it wasn't like super intense because I wasn't going at a crazy pace. You can't yeah. for 20 minutes straight. But it was like nonstop effort. And then one day it was like – Tell you what, at minute 19 and 20, you're hurting. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Horrible. Um, I actually love that for a cardio. I've, I've programmed that for a lot of people over the years. Um, I had one day that was a hurricane. Um, and that was like what we would do with training for warriors. And it was basically like through you, you remember those? Oh yeah. There was like three circuits and it was like, uh, you have three exercises in each circuit and a sprint variation between each one. So it'd be like prowler down back, Russian kettlebell swings, Russian kettlebell twist, Russian or like kettlebell overhead press or something along those lines. But it's brutal, and it was basically like a upper or lower body movement, something for your core, and then some kind of sprint. And, and those were just like super hard, high-intensity conditioning sessions. Um, so I would do one or two of those a week, and then I had three just full-body strength. I want to say I followed Wendler's 5-3-1, so I had bench, squat, deadlift, but it was squat, bench, deadlift, so Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and it was the 5-3-1 protocol, and we would just cycle that. So I'm working in like the 1-5 to five rep range, building strength. And then everything was just super – it was the first time I ever experienced, like, crazy functional training. Like, doing things like a like – a, it was like – I remember the sandbags we had were, like, just, like – they looked like old army bags. Like, they were just, like, sand everywhere when you put them. But, like, a sandbag over your shoulder, heavy kettlebell hanging on your side, doing reverse lunges into a box step up. Gee. Like, just – While – Holding that. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, crazy shit. And that – they used to, like – it used to be fun – like training with Luke because everybody would say like the crazy Sylvanian and he would just put together these programs on the whiteboard and you just look at it like, dude, what the fuck? Like you want us to do that? <laughs> like <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. And then like you'd look back and there was something else added to it as like you're halfway through oh, and man. he's just getting amped up. Like he just, that guy has a second win. Like, and it was just like, God damn it. But really good times training. I pushed myself really hard. But at the time through the transformation thing, that was my first, legit program and it was three days a week full body uh five three one and then a lot of functional stuff like that a lot of chin-ups a lot of rows um and a lot of sled work a lot of conditioning a lot of just like really like dumbbells kettlebells barbells yeah like some bands but like just really functional body weight like uh no machines because there wasn't any in the gym that we we trained at and that was the first time i ever experienced that using chains and, and sandbags and throwing balls and doing sprints and shit like that um and I think that it was such a radical change that my body just fucking completely shifted. Um, so I, I, long story short, I got through like 12, 12 weeks or so of that, gained about 15 pounds of muscle. And then uh, I just kept the journey going. At that point, we kept the program, but that, then I added a fifth or a fourth day. And it was my first time ever doing like a specialization. So day. you were at three days functional training, three days cardio. Yep. Now you're at four days functional training. Yep, two days conditioning. Okay. And at that point, I shifted gears uh, because people started calling me Cody McLittleback. And it drove me fucking what? crazy. People yeah. at the gym. Yeah. All the guys that we lifted with. Because I, I mean, before I went to Vigor and started training in this functional way, I did a ton of curls. I did a ton of like leg press, leg extension, ton of like flies and bench press. I barely did any rows. I barely did any back work because I couldn't see my back. So I didn't give a shit. I was like, I just want big arms, big chest quads like abs <laughs> but these guys you come in and they're deadlifting heavy they're rowing heavy they're doing chin-ups with 100 pound dumbbells hanging from their belt like i'm just like holy shit like that's crazy so For they sure. basically was like all right this is your your first specialization blocks we had the three days of strength and then a fourth day of back specialization so on my saturday session it was just like 
rows and rows and chin-ups and chin just like nonstop. Yeah. Um, so just tons of lats, traps, rear delts, rhomboids, just my entire back, a little bit of biceps, um, some heavy carries and shit like that. And just built up my posterior chain. And I probably followed that for another probably three to four months. Again, like another 12 to 16 week block of like full body and then a back day to just build my back. Um, and it worked. I mean, I just put on size. I probably gained another like five pounds because I remember getting up to 175 pounds at that point, And that was the heaviest I've been in a while, um, not being overweight. Yeah. And, uh, and at that point I was starting to get a little bit more advanced. You could say like I had more experience under my belt. Um, and I think that's when I started getting into like periodization because I think at that point I'm like, I'm six months into doing like serious programs and like doing it by the book and it's working and there's, you know, I come in and I have to hit percentages. I have to hit certain reps. Like why? So I started to, and I started having clients ask me because at the time I just finished my internship. They'd be like, why am I doing a sumo deadlift instead of a conventional? And I'd be like, I don't know. I don't write your program. Luca does. So I'd ask Luca and Luca would tell me to read this and this and this. And then I would like research that shit, come back the next day and I'd answer the question. And that w- that's a really powerful lesson for coaches too. Don't be afraid to say you don't know. I'm just like, I don't, I don't know, man. I'm going to find out though. And yeah. I would like learn about it and I'd come back. Then people are like, why am I doing 65% of my one rep max instead of 70 or 80? Yeah. Why am I doing three reps today? And, and I did five last week. And it's like, I need to know this stuff. So I started reading uh, practical programming, which is over here, muscle and strength pyramids, um, s- some work from Christian Thibodeau, a uh, bunch of different stuff. And st- starting strength, started learning more about the fundamentals of periodization and programming. Um, and then I like dove into my first upper lower split. And that's when it was like, this is the first like split of training. Cause before that I just knew full body, like why, and I didn't know why I was doing it, but I was like, why wouldn't I just try to hit as many muscles as I can today? So I do full body. Um, had no rhyme or reason. I just knew it was hard, felt good and and I felt athletic. So I just kept doing it. But then I switched to an upper lower split where I had four days a week, two days conditioning still. And I followed a upper lower split, um, with two days of conditioning, for a long time. I mean like years, probably years, dude, probably like three or four years straight of some variation of an upper lower split yeah. with two days of conditioning. One day was always like a super hard, high intensity conditioning session where we would do like, it was random. So we would switch that up a lot. But one day it was like 25 sled sprints and it was just like literally like down back 25 times nonstop in a relay. So like you go, I go, you yeah. go, I go, you go. I puked on the way home. Like it was bad with 45 pound plates on the prowler two of them never forget that i was crawling out of that fucking gym um and we did one day usually of sustainable so maybe it was like um like those sled poles i told you about or like stairs we'd go run stairs or it was like a a circuit um but just not as hard and then four days of just like power building like almost always a five three one i used five three one for so long it was like 531 is a Jim Wendler program that just works so fucking well for building strength. You do five reps. You've done a variation of this, but I tweaked it a little bit. Five reps, then the next week three reps, then the yep. next week one rep, and then deload and then rinse and repeat. And you're doing percentages of your one rep max. Um, and I would do that with bench, squat, deadlift, overhead press on repeat over and over and over again. Um, just trying to build strength. And then the difference I had here is, and this is what like, <clears throat> honestly, I, I, you know, like, have you heard of functional bodybuilding? Absolutely. So I, I had Marcus Philly on the podcast yep. and I said to him, I was like, man, you crushed it with thinking of that name. It's like I got lucky. Because, yeah, he did say that. And like the thing is, is like I honestly believe that 
because I look at functional bodybuilding differently than he does, Mm -hmm. but he has a background of CrossFit. I have a different background. So my definition of functional bodybuilding is just different. It's like, it's functional strength and conditioning to build muscle. And that's not to say his isn't, but mine has less of a CrossFit feel than his does. Um, and I think functional bodybuilding, although he trademarked, I think it's more of a philosophy and he would agree probably can't speak for him obviously, but, um, I feel like that's exactly what we were doing. It was like upper lower split. I was doing strength work. Everything was functional because there was no machines. There was no cables, no, none of that. Um, and I was using tools I'd never used before to build muscle. So instead of me doing a leg extension, I'm doing offset carries into a lunge, into a uh, step up, into whatever, split squat, pistol squats, things like that that are very functional, quote unquote, um, with functional tools like kettlebells, sandbags, bands, chains, barbells, dumbbells, stuff like that um, without doing any time machines or anything. And then I just, I, I literally think I followed that for, like I said, like three or four years, building a ton of muscle. Um, and then I think I started experimenting a lot, but yeah. that was like, I mean, that's the first, what, five years because of plateaus or because yeah, a little, a couple things. So like, uh, so I think I, okay. So like, actually I know exactly what happened. It was three years in, I decided to compete in bodybuilding. That's when I was like, I'm going to do this. That was, uh, say 2013, Probably 14, 14. Yeah. 2014 or yeah. Cause I was like 21, 22. Yeah. Now I was 22 and, uh, I, I basically was like, I'm going to try to get on stage. Like, I'm just finally going to do it. And I didn't change my training up at that point, but that's when I got into nutrition and I had to change my cardio. So I couldn't be doing high intensity and expect to make it through a prep. So basically I kept my strength training the same upper lower split five, three, one to maintain strength during a prep. I changed my cardio to low intensity, so just walking on the treadmill. And then it was the first time I ever tracked macros in my life. And I got fucking shredded, just like completely shredded. Um, And I didn't know why because they didn't really tell me, hey, here's your daily macros. They were like, eat this. (laughs) And it was like, you have to have this much protein per meal. You have to have this much fat per meal, this much carbs per meal. In each category, you only counted the protein. So if I had chicken, I wouldn't count the fat in that chicken, just the protein. If I had oats, I wouldn't count the fat or protein in those oats, just the carbs. But I had to stick to like four foods per category. So I literally was like, okay, I can have white rice or oats. I can, in like vegetables, it was basically like asparagus, green beans, or broccoli. I could have chicken, tilapia, or eye of round steak. Do you know what that is? That sounds gross. It's it, the leanest cut you can get. It's yeah. like just dry. Like it's the worst steak. It's it's cheap as hell, but I mean, it's super lean. So there's yeah. no fat in it, but I can only have that cut of steak. Um, super restricted diet. I ended up gaining all the way back after the prep, but it was successful. After that, I was like, there's gotta be more to bodybuilding. Cause I didn't change any of my training. I just kept, I just dieted. Mm-hmm. So at that point I was like, let me, let me, play with some things and I and I tried actually the first program I ever ran was by a guy named Tyler English and this was after prep and it was a German volume training so we had uh it was a very weird split but I think it was like a it was like a push day so chest shoulders triceps then it was like a pull day then it was a leg day and then it was like specialization so it was like just chest or just biceps and so they would switch every few weeks and you would do 10 sets of 10 Damn. So much fucking volume. Whoa. German volume training is just horrible. So it was like, all right, we're starting with front squats for, for legs. It's a day. lot of reps and a lot of sets. 10 sets of 10. And you're just like, fuck, dude, it's brutal. It's horrible. 
um, way too much. You don't yeah. need that much at all. And uh, but it was every day started with that. So it was like bench press ten by ten, weighted chin ups ten by ten, <laughs> front squats ten by ten. Like it was just dude, it was nuts. And then accessory work after that. So that was like literally the first exercise. Like imagine going Isn't in. Isn't that and, demotivating? Some people. <laughs> it wasn't because I was young and yeah. competitive, yeah. and I'm with five other guys who are also competitive yeah. and jacked, and I'm like, gotta do it. Yeah, all right, motherfucker, I'm ready. Let's go. Like. I'll do it. Can you do it? Yeah. And then we just fucking did it. And, uh, it was good. It was hard, very brutal. Um, but that was my first like experiment with any type of like high volume bodybuilding. Yeah. And then after that, um, I actually, uh, went into like a push pull legs, I think. And then that was like my next experience, which was like lower volumes, push pull legs. And I spent a lot of time doing like upper lowers, push pull legs, like just bodybuilding splits for a while, just trying to build muscle over time. Um, and I got to a point where I got bored and I was like, I need to go back to like my roots. And me and Theo did a program called built for bad by Christian Thibodeau. So I go from doing upper lower splits for like two to three years and then doing some like bro bodybuilding, high volume stuff for a couple years. And then I switched back to like strength and performance. And it was, uh, the, probably the most brutal program I've ever done, but I saw insane gains and there's actually a really good lesson here. Sometimes people say the program, the best program for you is a program you're not doing right now. Hmm. And to say like doing something different is better for you. Change is good. And I agree with that. But the problem with that is, is if you think that, then you could be one week into a program and say, oh, the best program for me is the one I'm not on. So I'm going to switch programs. Well, now you're just program hopping. Yeah. That's not good. Um, but there are, there is a one week. That's nothing, nothing, Give but there is a study that shows, uh, cause they tried to do this. They tried to basically create novelty and see if it would stimulate more gains. And the answer is no, it wouldn't. Um, you probably get more gains from sticking with the same program for a long period of time. However, they saw a, a crazy amount of gains in a group who had a dramatic shift after years. So they've been Olympic lifting and doing like competitive Olympic lifting for three plus years. And then they went to a completely bodybuilding approach and they gained a ton of muscle, even though they're advanced lifters. But it's because they haven't had that type of stimulus in three plus years, hmm. which is what I think happened to me here because I went from doing a high volume bodybuilding style programming for years and I dropped my volume significantly and I went to a full body program called Built for Bad. And it was basically every day you were working in the 80 to 100% of your one rep max rep range, like really intense. Um, and it, you would do a circuit, strength circuit, five, four, three, two, one through five lifts. So you start with, um, a bench press, then you go to a squat, then you go to a, uh, snatch, uh, high pole snatch, then you go to a military press and then a weighted chin up. So you're basically doing something for every body part and you're doing like hard barbell lifts. So we would set up barbells on all these squat racks around the gym and we would do circuits like going okay. around. And you'd spot each other, and then my rest period would be spotting him because we're going heavy. And you would do five reps, and then you'd do four reps, three reps, two reps, one reps. So you're basically working up to a one rep max every day. Um, and at on the lower intensity days, you're working up to 92.5% of your one rep max. Moderate days were 95, and then high days were 98.5. Specific. Very specific. Wow. And you literally almost reach 100% every time. And people can look this up. Type in T Nation. Built for bad on Google. It'll pop up. Christian Thibodeau wrote it years ago. Um, we probably followed that for like eight weeks. Eight, basically, it said like follow this until you, you like completely plateau. Like you're just not gaining anymore. And we followed it for a while. Dude, my lats blew up. My chest blew up. My, my, all my PRs went up. To this day, that was the heaviest I've ever benched in my life. 265 was my one rep max. That was the heaviest I've ever benched. Wow. Um, granted, I haven't tried to do a max in a while. But – 
Um, but I felt good, man. I was like big, strong. I was doing way more low volume. And then I was like, man, what the fuck? Like this is different than what people say to do to build muscle. And it worked. Um, and then I got really into Christian Thibodeau's programming and started doing a bunch of his different programs and stuff. Cause that guy's really creative with programming, really fun programs. Um, but we followed that for probably eight to 10 weeks, gained some more muscle. And it was like, honestly, like now that I look back at it, I had a lot of periods of time where I was just trying to build muscle this is where you were saying you were experimenting. Yeah, exactly. And I was the whole time it was always just chasing muscle. I was just trying to build muscle. Um, I, I wanted to be lean, but that wasn't my main goal. I want to get bigger. It wasn't until like. I started thinking about starting an online business that I was like, I should probably be lean pretty consistently because I got to look the part. Yeah. <laughs> so sure. I started cutting more. Um, and I, I've been relatively lean for years until this year when I was like, fuck it, I'm going to gain some size and I don't care if I get a little fat. Um, but yeah, man, I followed. So the build for bad got me back into full body and that was kind of like a, a good shift for me because I enjoy full body programming um, and then after that was when I actually started hiring coaches. So at that point I had been doing free programs. I had been, uh, doing programs with Luca and Theo and Akeem and Hugh and people at the gym who we'd kind of write it together. Luca would kind of lead it. And then we would just do those programs as a unit, but there was never anything customized to me. And so I hired Jeff Nippert actually. And I want to say he was the first person that I like legit hired as like an online coach to be like, come in and do my shit. And so he started programming for me and doing my nutrition. He coached me for a couple photo shoots. Um, and then like just gain, cut, gain, cut, um, before like the huge YouTube presence. Like I found him on YouTube, but I think he had like 3000 subscribers. Like now he has 2 million. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Um, but I, but I worked with him and then I, uh, I worked with somebody else, worked with somebody else. I kind of like jumped around besides my bodybuilding prep coach who just did my diet. I hadn't hired a coach until that point. Um, a, tr a training coach, training coach. Okay. And so at this point I started hiring people to do training and nutrition or both. Like I, at one point I hired somebody from one company or nutrition and then, uh, Brian Borstein came on board, started doing my training, training think tank. I've, I've worked with a bunch of different bodybuilders. Like I really just, I, I started experimenting with different coaches <clears throat> and seeing how other people program. Yeah. And I took this time to learn from strength coaches, bodybuilders, CrossFit athletes, like all these different people over the years and try all these different programs. And it was just like probably two years, two or three years straight of just experimentation, like following a 12 week program and then following a completely different 12 week program, which granted it's probably not the best way to go if you want to transform your body, but I was learning so much and I was falling in love with these different challenges and aspects of fitness. Yeah. Um, and that's even when I jumped into Muay Thai and then Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and then boxing. And so that had to be integrated into my coaching. You, were, you weren't doing it from a client uh, mindset. You were doing it because you wanted to be a coach. Yeah from an educator's perspective. Correct. Um, and I spent a solid few years doing that, man. Like just, just bouncing around. Like I hate to say bouncing around with coaches. Cause that sounds like I was like a coach hopping, but I was with people for months. Like it wasn't like, Oh, I'm going to hire this guy for 30 days. And oh yeah. yeah go yeah. the next one. Like I would be with somebody for months. Cause this is years of me doing that. Yep, yep. Um, and the, the thing that like stuck with me the most towards the end was, uh, I, I really enjoyed the process of building muscle and then cutting for a photo shoot and yeah. then being able to be like, How's my physique look? Okay, I'm gonna outdo that next time. Yeah. Um, and Jeff Nipper helped me with the first one, and that's when I really started falling in love with that physique transformation process. Um, and this is where I was like really into nutrition as well. By this point, I had my PN1, PN2, um, a couple other nutrition certs, and like really started getting into macros and periodizing somebody's diet. And that's when I kind of took um, everything to another level with my clients because I was like, nutrition is the key. Yeah. Um, 
and now, so, I mean, this is like coming all the way up to where we, we are today. Cause I went from doing the bodybuilding stuff with Jeff and then I jumped into some more like functional style training and then I jumped into straight CrossFit. Um, and then I tried to balance it too. And that's when I worked with like Brian Borstein and, and Kyle Ruth from uh, training think tank after that. Um, I want to say something mm-hmm. before you keep going on um, with the whole ba- bouncing around with coaches. But like you say, each coach, I'm just going to throw a number out there. Say each coach was between five or six months or whatever. You could even almost say that you are still doing that because you're yeah. bouncing. You know, you've never coached with Eric Helms and uh, Trexler and uh, stuff like that, but you're doing it for 12 months. Yeah. You know what I mean? So even if you say you're still going to coach up for the next five years, but it's going to be five coaches in five years. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not really hopping, but well, you're also learning their programs. Style. And that's like actually why I, to this day, I still buy people's programming and, and, and not do it books and not do it. Cause I want to, <laughs> I want to learn. Yeah. I like I literally just bought a program from somebody I know in the industry and he texted me and he was like, bro, thank you for supporting. Like, are you going to run the program? I can like help you out with this. And I was like, I'm going to be completely transparent, man. I'm not going to run the program. It looks amazing, but I just I just do it just because I want to support you and I want to learn. Like yeah. I just want to see what you're doing and how you're doing it because you're smart. Um, but yeah, and that's and that's exactly. Does he say oh or dope? Yeah, no, he. I mean, he gets it. He's the yeah. same way. I do his nutrition, so oh, okay. he, he he knows like how it is. But um, but yeah, and it's like I, I mean that's part of the reason why I love the podcast too because you know today I'm inter- interviewing Bill Campbell later who is does arguably some of the best studies on physique development tomorrow i'm uh, interviewing eric helms like I, I get the chance to pick brains of like these in, really intelligent coaches over time um but yeah and like next year who knows if i'm gonna work with eric trexler again yeah. like maybe it'll be the next guy you yeah. know what i mean who knows but um worked with chris Barricat in there too like it just a bunch of different people over the years and i just kept learning and learning learning and now i feel like i'm in this place where i've kind of been able to meld Metal. pure like mold together yeah. pure bodybuilding true like functional strength and conditioning like that that's for my strength and conditioning coaches you'll know what i mean by that um crossfit even and then like kind of melding it all together so it's like how can we be functional move well be pain-free but build muscle be aesthetic and still perform well be be strong stuff like that um and like how can i make this fun and exciting because a lot of times people are so by the book that it's just a boring ass program so i've been able to kind of take all these things over the years and kind of put it together um and and now that's what i do for clients but for me personally now i'm doing i'm i'm all the way back it's funny to a push pull legs which is where like i was probably four years ago so a lot of things don't necessarily change but i'm just lifting heavier weights now um i would say my skill behind each movement pattern is better. Um, I'm definitely in a bodybuilding stage of my fitness career right now. Like, uh, still functional because we don't have a ton of machines here, um, dumbbells and stuff like that. But it's very bodybuilding. You yeah. know, I mean, you see me in that. I'm like literally just we're just sitting here build muscle. It's yeah. just fucking curls, and we're just curling. We're benching. We're just benching. It's no supersets, no high intensity stuff. Um, but that's the goal. And, you know, sometimes I get the urge, uh, the last thing I'll say on this, sometimes I get the urge to, like, switch it up or jump into some conditioning to these things. But I have to constantly remind myself, like, the goal is to keep the goal the goal. Mm. So don't bounce around. Yep. Right? And that's a quote from Dan John, really really great strength coach. Also, who I learned from because Tim was friends with him. Um, but that's just it, man. So many times people start building muscle and they get a couple months in. They're like, all right, all right I'm ready to cut. Or oh, I want to try out this. Or I want to try out this. Or I'm going to jump into CrossFit. And it's like try it out but later yeah exactly like fitness is a lifelong journey you know what i mean so for me like i'm doing this right now when i get done with this and i'm at my goal like i talked about on the last podcast when i hit 185 pounds and i'm lean then i can move on to like okay what am i gonna do now 
It's going to be functional. It's going to be intense. I'm going to do hikes. I'm going to out, get outside, whatever it may be. Um, swim marathons. <laughs> maybe not swim marathons. I don't think I'd actually do that. But eh, but who knows? Just something else. Something else. Yep. And right now, it's it's just building muscle. It's just keeping the goal to goal. Dope. That's so, awesome, man. Yeah. That was good. It's a long-ass fucking journey. Yeah. Now that we look nine at it like that. Nine years. In 40 minutes. I've done a lot of programming. That's um, But I think to, to cap this off, that the, the lesson of it all is functional strength training trumps everything. Like, it's always going to be the base of everything I do. Along, and that, with, I think, along with nutrition. Along with nutrition. But, like, from a training perspective, yep. like, functional strength training um, is going to be the route. Like, you should be lifting heavy shit. You should be doing functional movement patterns, and you should be doing some bodybuilding because that's the best way to get strong, look good, and feel good. Before I let you go, I just want to say thanks. I seriously appreciate you spending this last hour or so with me, educating yourself to get better results. It still humbles me to this day that people around the world literally have me in their headphones or their speakers just to learn. It's so empowering, and because of that, I have three quick things for you. The first one is a personal favor. Please leave me a five-star rating and review on iTunes. When you do this, not only does it help me learn and get better at making podcasts for you to get better results, but it helps us grow inside of iTunes, which allows us to invest more, again, to get you better results. The second thing, head over to boomboomformance.com slash sign up, or click the link in the show notes to get your free copy of The Nutrition Hierarchy. This is everything you need to know about nutrition to change your body composition or performance inside of a manual. I take the leading evidence inside of research and all the principles, methods, and tools based on some of the top professionals in the industry, and I put them all in a book so you can learn more about your nutrition and get better results. The third thing, this is a personal invitation to shoot me a DM on Instagram or email me at cody at boomboomperformance.com. I will help you troubleshoot anything you need. This is literally an invitation to jump in my inbox and ask me anything you want and let me help you. All right, guys, that's all I got for you this time. I appreciate you being here and I'll see you next time.